0: The accounts shared on this podcast, including this episode, reflect the guests' thoughtful recollections and opinions of experiences perceived and occurring over many years, including childhood memories, which may be fallible and limited by perspective and trauma. Persons may have different memories regarding certain events. Welcome back to Kavala the podcast. I'm Kelly Archibald, and I want to thank you for tuning in. We live in a crazy world, so we made this podcast to shine some hope into your life. Our guests have lived through some incredible things, both good and bad, and they want to share their stories with you. Listeners like you make this podcast possible. If you've been inspired or encouraged by these stories, please consider supporting us on Patreon or contacting us about sponsorship opportunities. You can find more information about us at KavalPodcast.com. That's k-a-v-a-h Was she enough? Franny Fox and her husband were planting a church in a brand new state. had moved from Southern California to Texas with two young boys, and Franny felt like people were watching her every move. A whispering voice tried to tell her that she wasn't enough, not strong enough, not generous enough, not good enough to be a mom and a pastor's wife. She knew this whisper was a lie, but it was hard to believe the truth. In this episode of Franny Fox's story, Her closest friend betrays her, yet she chooses to speak truth from the darkest night of her soul.
1: I've never experienced grief like that, where the loss of the person that
0: I loved since I was a kid is gone. Before Franny experienced her greatest disappointment, she used her creative energy to become an author. So you became an author <laughs> and you were published. So tell me about that. Well, I've always
1: loved the scripture that said that the Lord is my song. And years and years ago, I, I crossed that word out and put book. The uh-huh. Lord is my book. And just meaning that the expression of the Lord, I, I just, there's things about him that I want to express. Right. And I love simplicity. Mm. And so our youngest son, he came to me and said, Mom, we did a poem at, at a school. It's called Rabbits in the Ghetto. And I thought that was super funny. So that became the title of my book. And oh. it's um it's a little twist on, on the troubles of life versus God's promises. Mm. And it is a book on God's promises. And it's an encouraging book to... To be light in darkness. Mm. To sing when no one else is. Wow. To shine when other lights shine brighter. Wow! It's just that book of encouragement to do everything that God's given you and not hold back. Wow! And then God has some other plans. Yeah. I've done a, another one and we'll see what happens with that. And then hopefully in the future I'll be able to express more, yeah. more wonderful things about God in simple terms.
0: Mm. And
1: I think there's a lot of words in the world mm-hmm. and I don't know if there needs to be that many words in the world.
0: Right. Franny learned how cheap words were when she uncovered a web of lies spun by her husband, the pastor in a time that nearly broke her. It was harder than ever to hold on to the truth. So, um, your lie, your ministry, um, continues mm-hmm. and in life and, church continues. It uh, looks a little different today. And do you want to share anything about that?
1: Well, I've come upon the biggest challenge of my life. And in the big challenges, there's a lot of opportunity to make choices. And this is this is a painful thing to share, but um, while my husband and I've been married 33 years, He's chosen to go out and to choose another. And in that decision, it created a lot of opportunity for me to, to reflect on what I believe about God. Um, just like I said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. As this time in my life has been approaching, God has been putting things into my life to pave the way for care and, um, for provision. I'm not alone. Um, the Lord is truly close to the brokenhearted and he cares for us in our deepest sorrow. And I will say a lot of people talk bad about the church these Mm -hmm. days because of pastors and musicians and all the people in church that do moral failure or they're hypocritical or they're unkind and those are truths of the human condition but what i've noticed in this and in my great disappointment is that god has used the church the people of the church to care for me to minister to me Mm -hmm. to encourage me in the beginning of this very personal and deep trial, um, my, our oldest son wrote me a letter and he said, Mom, storm the hill, you can do this. Mm. And that always makes me cry because I know the courage that he's telling me to draw from is from the mm. Lord.
0: Franny and her two sons were at a loss. Their father, who had been trusted by his family, and an entire church was not who he had pretended to be. Their only option was to look to Jesus, who was a never-changing source of truth.
1: Our younger son, in my sorrow, has said, Mom, the Lord is your shepherd. You have all that you need. Mm -hmm. And God has put an army of women around me that have nurtured me and shown the depth of the Lord's love to me. And he uses everyone in a different capacity. Mm -hmm. There's the practical friend, the the deeply emotional friend, Mm -hmm. the caregiver friend, and all these women. And I think, gosh, women, they're such a blessing from the Lord, especially women that have raised children that have had their own sorrow. They carry weight that is so profound. I know people feel when they reach a certain age in womanhood mm-hmm. that they're, right. they're less significant. They're unseen. And I think, Oh, you're missing it.
0: Right.
1: The older woman is the powerhouse. Mm-hmm. She carries the emotions of all the brokenness in mm-hmm. this world. And there's a lot of brokenness in this yeah. world. Um, I don't, f- the, the, in s- this situation in my life is fresh and God mm-hmm. is providing new things for me.
0: I watched Franny pick up her sword and fight when it seemed impossible. She took shelter in my home as divorce papers were being signed and accusation after accusation was thrown at her. She held her head high because she was done believing lies.
1: And being with one person since I'm 15, you know, was 15 years old, it requires a lot of trust in the Lord. And about three years ago, I started asking the Lord, grow my faith, grow my faith, grow my faith, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Right. All the church doing, all the stuff we do, it doesn't please God, but what pleases God is faith. So I kept asking God to grow my faith. Now, I'm not saying I wanted this ever in my right. life, but at this time, I am truly understanding finally, for the first time, faith, surrender. Letting go, I have no power. I am powerless, Mm -hmm. which is the first step of the 12 steps. I'm powerless in this situation. Mm -hmm. And in powerlessness, I'm powerful. Mm -hmm. And then in powerlessness, I trust God. And then in trusting God, I believe that he's going to give me hope for the future. Mm -hmm. And every day is a decision to do that again. And what I love about these Christian women in my life, they have seen me really a mess a big mess and they don't give up and when other people believe for you you believe Mm
0: -mm. yeah that's awesome well you're amazing
1: one
0: you've taught us a lot thank you kelly it doesn't make a lot of sense unless you experience it when we are powerless we are actually powerful How does that work? God poured his strength into Franny in a way she couldn't deny.
1: I do want to say that every person that's exercised faith in caring for me, it's going to grow their faith. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just a big, it's a big step. It's like a big snowball. It gets bigger Mm -hmm. and bigger and bigger. Just like the negative gets bigger and bigger. Right, right. The positive also gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the Bible says to overcome evil with good right and so the love that i've received from the body of christ has overcome the evil and deceit Uh that it's been around me right and now my choice is to focus on what god's given me Mm -hmm. not what i've lost yeah and uh i'm excited to keep serving the lord in my life it'll look Mm -hmm. completely different than what i've Mm -hmm. done and um i'm gonna trust him with that
0: That really is what church is. And I think we get confused as Americans thinking that it's all, you know, getting dressed up and going to sing and, you know, shaking hands and all of that. But it's really meeting people's needs.
1: And it's really the Lord using people to meet your needs. Because there is no way that they could know the needs that I had. Specifically you, Kelly, and your family, like taking me into your home and loving me in the midst of my biggest deepest grief i have a counselor who's mm-hmm. that i'm that someone in the church provided for right. me i mean everything i have to grow has been a provision everything right nothing have i obtained on my right. own like grabbing yeah. and pulling is it's a miracle everything's yeah. been a miracle cuz i think the more you learn about him the more you learn about yourself and the more you learn about yourself the more you realize that he's the only thing that will give you what you really need, yeah, which is something that we as women mm-hmm. struggle with, with our husbands and kids mm-hmm. and careers
0: yeah,
1: and body image and yeah. beauty and our significance, I guess.
0: Franny had stumbled into this web of lies just as the virus was taking over our world. Since then, she's moved back to beautiful California, her home, I flew out to see my dear friend on an unusual rainy day, and we reflected on all that this year had brought. Okay, so the last time you and I visited was about a year ago, and um, you had just had your great disappointment. And so what happened after that?
1: We were talking, and I was staying with some friends, Mm -hmm. and I was... I had come out to California just to visit my mom and the Lord did some amazing things. I walked into a dialysis clinic and it really wasn't even the dialysis clinic. It was this office that wasn't open to the public. And I just said, I need a job and they said, sit down and I got a job that was capable of paying me enough to move. And I was not divorced yet, but, um, things were not going to change. And so I decided that I was going to move out there and pursue that job.
0: So um, when you got the news about your great disappointment and all of that started to play out and we uh, all started helping you pick up the pieces, um, what what were some of the significant things that you experienced during that time where you saw God move in your life in ways that you did not expect
1: what I saw during that time was in my utter like despair where I had nothing God used his people around me so significantly and so individually like each person played a role that was so profound, I could never have made it without God putting each person in my life. And, and I could go through the list. I, I do want to say that my sons were mm-hmm. so strong in that time, mm-hmm. and their girlfriends, they um, literally would sleep with me, put their arms around me. And each son, in his own strength, Ministered to me in ways that I am still shocked by and still love to talk about. Mm-hmm. My oldest son Isaac, he he sent me a note and it said, um, "Where does my strength come from? My strength comes from you." You know the verse,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and then he said, "Storm the hill, mom. You can do this." And he was putting that fire in me to move and to move on. Mm-hmm. And then my youngest son Sam, one night he was hugging me, and I was crying. He said. Mom, what are you afraid of? And I said, I'm afraid of division. I'm afraid of more division. And I'm afraid of us being divided. And he said, Mom, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need, Mm -hmm. which is my favorite verse. Yes. And he said that will never happen. Mm -hmm. And so in his softer way, he instilled that strength and also spoke to me in something that was really powerful. That I believed deeply. And then I had so so many friends, and each one so individual. Um, Like, God did not miss a beat in leading me. Mm -hmm. And I was staying with you and Richard, and you kept saying to me, you're going to have a wonderful life, you're going to have a wonderful life, almost to the point that I had no choice but to believe it. And that motivated me to act out on that. And there were so many things that you and I did together, um, we, you helped me in my banking, you and and in crazy, crazy ways, and helped me get my nursing license. Helped me know how to do things on the computer. When I would be crying at the bank, you would take over and help me make up a password when I couldn't think. <laughs> oh my wow. you know, It was so practical and yet so loving. And um, my friend Denny and Joanne, they just supplied me so much with health and nourishment. Laura, she just kept giving me everything I needed and my friend Hannah just would speak Mm -hmm. such strong truth and wisdom into me and my friend Emily gave me all the region books and I mean, I I can't even, like I know I'm going to leave people out. Of course, Jen and Asa gave me a home to live in and let my kids come with their girlfriends and Mm -hmm. do um, their dog and like live there and oh, I can't, I'm so scared that I'm going to leave out a significant person that God used. God used my friend Lisa McMurray to fly all the way to Texas Mm -hmm. and drive to California Mm -hmm. with me. Just turn around and drive right back. Mm -hmm. Like, and I was willing to drive alone, but God knew I couldn't. Right. So he provided it. Right. And then when I got here, my friend Wendy, they found me this beautiful place where I rented for, for, I don't know how long, maybe two months. And it was like overlooking this gorgeous hill. And when I pulled up, it was the pandemic. So a lot of people wouldn't talk to me or see me. And there was a box right by the gate and it had blankets and coffee and coffee maker and bottle of wine, and all this stuff that she was putting in there for me. And the people that owned the place, they didn't know me, but they, they knew I needed something. It just was like that all the way, all the way. When I got here, uh, God provided a job for me that was big and well-paying, and it made it so that I could buy a condo. And my trainer in the job, she said some significant words to me. She said, when I would cry at work, she'd say, go in the bathroom, stop crying, because we had a job to do. And then she said, you don't need to worry about it. When you take something you didn't earn, you won't appreciate it when you have it. So you don't need to worry about what happened to you. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. And then I just kept going. And then um, when I bought this condo, it was like the perfect condo that I prayed for. And you and I, and Laura, we had a vision board for, Mm -hmm. you said, "Franny, create a vision board for the future. And I said, condo, cats, Fern, and we made a song. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) this condo is more than that vision board. And Laura gave me a couch, and it fits perfectly in the condo. And um, my kids, oh, I wanted a Christmas tree for my kids because I knew our family wouldn't be the same for Christmas, and it was going to be painful. And so that was on my vision board, to get a Christmas tree. I was just like, i got to get a Christmas tree. i got to get a Christmas tree. And we had the best Christmas. We, we celebrated each other. We wrote letters to each other. And we hiked, which we love. And it was, God did that. Mm-hmm. And what else did he do? Oh, when I bought the condo, the escrow lady, I, was, I had to read on my escrow papers. It said, Franny Fox, a single woman. Mm-hmm. And I just started crying in the escrow office. And she started crying. And she said, you can do this. And mm-hmm. he, God never stopped telling me I could do it. Mm-hmm. And my niece and nephew Andy and Kayla they I didn't have a washing machine and they would let me come and use the washing machine and and hug me and I just can't tell you how many amazing people even people that I didn't know people mm-hmm. that I've met since my neighbors mm-hmm. in my condo complex they've said such tremendous words to me one neighbor said be careful what you fill yourself with in your emptiness emptiness is a requirement to, the, to knowing your purpose. And that just helped me so much because in such terrible despair, you want to fill that emptiness with things you shouldn't.
0: Mm. So what would you like to say next? Do you want to talk about what, what God has taught you, what you've what He's
1: done through you? I think one of the things that God has had been preparing me long before I even knew any of this was that He He started He started giving me practice for the Lord as my shepherd, I have all that I need. I started to practice that. And about two years before all this news came out, I had started praying and asking the Lord to Grow my faith because I know that without faith it's impossible to please God, and he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So I knew that I had become good at just doing what needed to be done and not really experiencing faith because mm-hmm. things were in some order in my mm-hmm. life, and when things went out of order. I think it was such a time that God was gonna grow my faith. And the grief has been intense. Like I've never experienced grief like that where the loss of the person that I loved since I was a kid is gone and by choice. And so that, that's a lot of grief yet it's given me a lot of opportunity to trust the things that God already put in there. Mm -hmm. And so when I say that the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need, I can't believe it. Like, He keeps giving me everything I need. If I need something, it's there. And it's been there with all the people, and it's been there practically with my job and my jobs, because I have another job now, which I am so excited about. Um, He really is giving me... desires of my heart and I'm actually witnessing it it's not like something that I'm speaking about it's actually a fact in my life Mm -hmm. and I've always wanted to be a hospice nurse and now I get to be a hospice nurse with this great team and I've had some really great spiritual experiences with my patients and incredible things where I've had to pray and God would come through in those experiences. And I could have never had those experiences without the trial first. And I hope I'm not making it seem easy because it has not been easy. And there's still nights when I can't wrap my mind around Mm -hmm. what's gone on and the changes in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm sure that God will provide for me whatever needs to come Mm -hmm. next. And... I just hope that I am that I remember everything he's done for me. Mm. And there was a song by Hillsong before when I was still married, and it says, it's called Only No One But You. Mm-hmm. And I remember the Lord saying, Franny, there's no one but me. And I was thinking, no, 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 Lord, no. Because I knew he was preparing me for a loss that I didn't want to go through. Mm. And and he's brought me through to this far mm-hmm. and and I am going to make it
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I'm much closer to my sons now
0: mm.
1: and I think that I see things through their eyes better or mm. before I was busy about my own life and now I'm thankful I'm, I'd rather be where I am today than back where I was is what I'm saying wow wow so- that's huge. Yeah, it's it created such a greater depth of intimacy, uh, empathy mm-hmm. for others. Like when I am with a patient who is going to die or a family member is going to die, I know what it's like to have a loss that you don't want to have. And there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to go through it. Wow. And um, so I'm so thankful that God, I'm not thankful that this happened in my life. It's sad it's a whole lifetime Mm -hmm. thrown out in a sense but not really Mm -hmm. I walked into something different Mm -hmm. and so when I'm with those patients I can empathize in a way I couldn't have done without this experience and I think it was probably the worst thing I could ever think of that I would ever have to go through because I really did love my marriage and my Husband, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think with the Lord we can go through anything. Mm-hmm. Just like my mom was saying, mm-hmm. and
0: I don't think there's a loss that the Lord can't take us through. Mm-hmm. I think one of the beautiful things about you is that you never lost your faith, mm-hmm. and and even in marriage like that, even though all of this has happened, you still believe what God says about that.
1: Yeah, and I've actually, this that's so interesting that you said that because we did a lot of marriage counseling and a lot of speaking at conferences and things like that for marriage. And when people would ask me, do you still believe that? I'm like, yes, I still believe everything we said. Mm-hmm. I do and don't, and, and still I would still apply that to my marriage if I was still married. So yeah. I I don't, just because what happened to me doesn't take away the validity of what God right. says.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. What would you want people to take away from your story?
1: The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. That. There isn't anything the Lord can't supply. He Mm -hmm. he really can give you every single thing you need. I I believe that as my core. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that like it didn't hurt. I'm not covering up anything. I'm saying it that that's a truth that I really I believe with all my
0: heart. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Well, you're one of my favorite people ever. Well,
1: you're one of my favorite people ever.
0: (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. You have a beautiful family.
1: I do, I do. I have the most insightful, heartfelt family. Mm -hmm. Not a perfect family, which I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm done with perfect. It's so loving. It is so loving.
0: That is the base of it all. And it's so beautiful. Thank you, thank you. If you were to walk past Franny on the streets of Los Angeles, you might catch a glimpse of those bright eyes, but you would probably never guess how much pain they've seen or how much goodness God has shown her. Franny's story is a paradox of its own, simple yet deep. It's a simple struggle between truth and lies, between faith and fear, between loss and life. Yet it shows the depth of Jesus' heart for us of the relationship He desires to have with us. In the end, that love calls us to be people of forgiveness and grace. We can't elevate our woundedness above the power of the cross. So we choose to forgive and walk in that grace. Thanks again for listening to Kavala Podcast. It's our joy to share these stories of hope in a confusing world. To keep up with our guests and adventures in podcasting, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We would also love it if you gave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you use. It helps us continue to share hope around the world. We are so grateful for our listeners who financially support Kavada Podcast. If you would like to become a supporter, please consider donating via Patreon or contacting us about sponsorship opportunities. You can find more information at KavalPodcast.com. That's Q-A-V-A-H podcast.com. I would like to thank my head writer, Rebecca Gray, and audio engineer, Meredith Douglas. I could not do this without you. You make this happen, and I can't express my gratitude. Maybe you've been listening because you found yourself in a desperate place. We want you to know that all is not lost. It is our desire that you would be able to borrow hope from those who've gone before you, those who've waited to find a positive outcome. Please be sure and connect with us via our website or social media. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.